Hello everybody, it's Michael here and welcome back to our podcast. We are on episode 2 of series 2 of Tinker Time and it's so great that you're joining us. Um, we've got an action-packed episode as always. We've got jokes. Oh, jokes! Oh, hello Mr Grumpy. Hello, um, you mentioned jokes, I'm here. Oh, jokes are coming later. Alright, no problem, what else have we got? We've got a big Bible question. Oh, very nice. And we've got a story. Oh, we're going to find out what went wrong with the world. Exactly. And we've got songs. Mr. Grumpy? No! Seriously, this was going to be a great podcast episode and then you have to go and mention songs. Well, I think we better just get straight into it. Here we go. This is called God is Wise. say, ignore all God's wisdom, look inside, you don't need to listen, but that way will lead to disaster, turn your ears and hear your creator's voice, for God is wise, he knows what to do, trust in him and then you will too, when you're not sure. Say you should fear the Lord who made the world. He knows how it works. Yes, he's the king, your maker who loves you. Turn your eyes, get ready to follow him. For God is wise, he knows what to do. Trust in him, and then you will too. When you're not sure. particular song is going to be on a brand new album that comes out in the summer. Oh, Michael, where can people get it from? They can actually get it from the website. You can pre-order it right now. <laughs> oh, it's like I teed you up. 
God is wise, isn't he? But the thing is, we keep on listening to others when they say that he's not really wise and he's and he's trying to stop us from having good things and stopping us from doing what we want to do. Well, that actually happens in today's true story from the Bible. I'm going to read from the Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones. I'm going to pick it up partway through the chapter called The Terrible Lie. Now, if you remember from last week, we learnt about how God made the world and he made two people called Adam and Eve. And it was a beautiful garden. And the best thing about it, they were with God. But listen to what happened. Now, God had given Adam and Eve only one rule. Don't eat the fruit on that tree, God told them, because if you do, you'll think you know everything. You'll stop trusting me and then death and sadness and tears will come. You see, God knew if they ate the fruit, they would think they didn't need him and they would try to make themselves happy without him. But God knew there was no such thing as happiness without him and life without him wouldn't be life at all. As soon as the snake saw his chance, he slithered silently up to Eve. Does God really love you? The serpent whispered. If he does, why won't he let you eat the nice, juicy, delicious fruit? Poor you. Perhaps God doesn't want you to be happy. The snake's words hissed into her ears and sunk down deep into her heart like poison. Does God love me? Eve wondered. Suddenly she didn't know anymore. Just trust me, the serpent whispered. You don't need God. One small taste, that's all. And you'll be happier than you could ever dream. Eve picked the fruit and ate some. And Adam ate some too. And a terrible lie came into the world. It would never leave. It would live on in every human heart, whispering to every one of God's children, God doesn't love me. And it wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. A dove flew from Adam's hand. A deer darted in a thicket. It was as if they were frightened by something. A chill was in the air. Something strange was happening. They'd always been naked, but now they felt naked and wrong, and they didn't want anyone to see them. So they hid. Later that evening, as God was taking his walk, he called to them, Children! Usually Adam and Eve loved to hear God's voice and would run to him. But this time, they ran away from him and hid in the shadows. Where are you? God called. Hiding, Adam said. We're afraid of you. Did you eat the fruit I told you not to eat? God asked them. Adam said, Eve made me do it. What have you done? God asked. Eve said, The serpent made me do it. And terrible pain came into God's heart. His children hadn't just broken the one rule. They had broken God's heart. They had broken their wonderful relationship with him. And now he knew everything else would break. God's creation would start to unravel and come undone and go wrong. From now on, everything would die, even though it was all supposed to last forever. You see, sin had come into God's perfect world, and it would never leave. God's children would be always running away from him and hiding in the dark. Their hearts would break now and never work properly again. 
God couldn't let his children live forever, not in such pain, not without him. There was only one way to protect them. You will have to leave the garden now, God told his children, his eyes filling with tears. This is no longer your true home. It's not the place for you anymore. But before they left the garden, God made clothes for his children to cover them. He gently clothed them and then he sent them away on a long, long journey out of the garden, out of their home. Well, in another story, it would all be over and that would have been the end. But not in this story. God loved his children too much to let the story end there. Even though he knew he would suffer, God had a plan, a magnificent dream. One day he would get his children back. One day he would make the world their perfect home again. And one day he would wipe every tear from their eyes. You see, no matter what, in spite of everything, God would love his children. With a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. And though they would forget him and run from him, deep in their hearts, God's children would miss him always and long for him, Lost children yearning for their home. Before they left the garden, God whispered a promise to Adam and Eve. It will not always be so. I will come to rescue you, and when I do, I'm going to do battle against the snake. I'll get rid of the sin and the dark and the sadness you let in here. I'm coming back for you. And he would. One day, God himself would come. Well, that's quite a story, Michael. It really is, isn't it? Isn't it amazing how much God loves us, even though we do wrong? He still wants to rescue us and to bring us back into his family. That is great news. Uh, Michael, do you think it's time for a certain <clears throat> joke of the day? <coughs> Mr. Grumpy and his joke of the day. Joke of the day, what's he gonna say? Mr. Grumpy and his joke of the day. Jokes. Right, we've got uh, three cracking jokes for you today. Are you ready, Michael? Now remember, you've got to do the answer thing. Oh yeah, okay. Now I've got it. Don't worry. What happened to the burglar who fell into the cement mixer? I don't know what happened to the burglar who fell into the cement mixer. He became a hardened criminal. Yeah, because he was stuck in the cement. Yeah, yeah, I get that one. M. How do you make a sausage roll? Ooh, I don't know. How do you make a sausage roll? Push it down the hill. Oh, push it down the hill because then it'll roll. Genius. Right, and uh, last but not least, which animal does... Let me do that again. Which animal does a great barbecue? Oh, uh, I don't know what animal does a great barbecue. A gorilla. Because they grill things. A gorilla. Very, very... These jokes are amazing. Mr. Grumpy's joke of the day book... Fantastic stuff. I mean, what more could you want? Well, you might actually like to flip over the book because there are some big Bible questions. And I think we've got one in there that's to do with the story that we just heard. Oh, go for it, Michael. In fact, shall I read the question and then you can answer it? OK, um, but we've got to do the jingle first. Michael's big Bible question. Right, here we go. Why did God make the tree in the Garden of Eden if he knew Adam and Eve would eat the fruit from it? If God knew we would sin, why didn't he stop it before Adam and Eve messed it up? That's from the Millward family. 
That's a really good question, Michael. Hope you've got a really good answer. Well, thank you very much, Melwoods. It is a great question. The short answer is that the Bible doesn't say why God made the tree. The fact is that as you read on through the Bible, we keep doing the same thing Adam and Eve did. So it wasn't the tree that caused them to sin. If there wasn't a tree, then we humans would have probably still found some way not to follow God and think we could do it all by ourselves. But the fact is that the tree was there and Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They chose to eat the fruit because they thought it would give them something good that God was holding back from them, which of course was a lie. So why didn't God simply stop Adam and Eve? Couldn't he have put a flaming sword in the way? Well, yes, God could have stopped Adam and Eve. And later he does put a flaming sword in front of the tree of life to stop them eating from that. But he chose not to at the start. He chose to let Adam and Eve choose. Clearly God knew it was better to let them make that choice and to then send Jesus to rescue us than for it not to happen at all. If Adam and Eve hadn't eaten the fruit and Jesus hadn't come to save us, then we would never know how wonderful and gracious God is in choosing to save us. If we skip on to the very end of the story, we discover something quite interesting. In the new heaven on the new earth, there will be only one tree, the tree of life. That's in Revelation chapter 22, verse 2. Now, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, you can go and read the story for yourself. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 16, And Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 24. And here's some questions for you. Are you sometimes tempted to believe that God doesn't really love you? How has God shown us that he really does love us? Those are good questions to ponder, aren't they? But Jim, when we read that Jesus storybook Bible, it said that that, that, that lie that God doesn't really love us, that's what we all keep believing. So... What, what, what should we do when someone tries to say to us that God doesn't really love us and his ways aren't best and that we should just go our own way and do our own thing? What, what, what should we do, Michael? Well, I think there's somebody on the ship who could help us. Igor? Uh, no. Dr. Von Pompernick? No, he, 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 he would just probably blow the place up, wouldn't he? Uh, who? Archibald? Hello, everybody! I'm here! How do you do that? You just sprung out of nowhere. Ah! I was waiting for my cue, and here I am. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Archibald. Um, I think you've got something to, to share on this. My sandwiches? No, 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 about the what we've been learning. Oh, I see! Yes, I thought you... I thought it was lunchtime already. Um... Well, so, um, Mr. Grumpy, you are, you are asking, uh, what do we do if, if people, you know, tell us that lie that God doesn't really love us and things like that? What, what should we do? Um, well, I've got the perfect thing. You see, God actually helps us to say no to the wrong things and no to that lie and yes to the right things. Um, in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 12, it says this. <clears throat> For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. You see, God will help us to say no to the wrong thing and yes to the right thing. You see, what we need to do when we're tempted to go the wrong way is we need to run away from that as quickly as we possibly can towards the right thing. And I've got a little song 
all about it. Yeah, that's a spiffing sound, isn't it? <laughs> Now let me tell you a story. Are you sitting nice and comfy? Excellent. That's the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Do tune in next week for episode three, where we'll have lots more jokes, uh, big Bible questions, and uh, various other exciting things. Please do send in um, anything that you're creating, any jokes you have, any big Bible questions that you've got, or any song requests as well. Um, send them to us. There's a, an email address in the text and uh, uh, let us know. And of course, if you want to support what we're doing, go to rocketfuelhq.com forward slash Michael J Tinker support us from as little as a pound a month and uh, any of that helps us to keep doing what we're doing thank you so much and we'll see you soon bye bye